0: Mark Edwards here. I'm just going to talk a little bit about our NHL draft list that we have released today. And also a little bit about how we begin the scouting season. So, to start off, Shane Wright sits atop our ranking. Uh, as recently as yesterday, I had three more scouts kind of pile on to me about how poorly he has uh, played to start this season. I've probably got about 10 NHL team scouts now that have mentioned his poor start to me. But... He had a fantastic rookie season, and he's still number one on our list. Now, with that said, in his rookie season, I saw McDavid comparisons on Twitter and even some suggesting suggesting that he's better. I'll just say no. Just put that kind of talk to rest. Uh, For me, he's just not in that league. Um, He is a great player, but the McDavid's of the world don't come along very often. Moving on to number two, Connor Geeky. Sits at number two overall. Big kid with a lot of skill. Showed us some very good playmaking skills as well. That Winnipeg team is looking very good early on and he's a big part of it. So Geeky is our top ranked WHL player right now and he sits in the second overall spot. Uh, The U.S. National Team Development Program kind of rebounds from a bit of a down year last year as far as the draft prospects go uh, to being good this year. We have given four players an A rating, so that's a first-round grade, and have six players included in our top 32. Logan Cooley leads the way from his team at third overall. Uh, He was fifth on our list back in June, by the way. Cooley was in a tight battle for that third spot, though, with Russian forward Danilo Yurov and a big D-man from Swift Current, Owen Pickering. Yurov was 11th on our early list that we released in our 2021 NHL Draft Black Book. Pickering is a huge D-man. He's 6'4 and is a great skater. Plays big minutes on a not-so-great team. And has shown us very good hockey sense in multiple viewings so far this season. We're already becoming huge Owen Pickering fans, as our ranking might suggest. I actually really enjoy watching him play. He's an interesting player. He was in the 5'7'' inch range in his bantam draft year and was a late round pick in that whl draft now he sits in our top five on our first nhl draft ranking of the season i'll mention a faller from our early list back in june ivan uh was third on our list back then uh the talented forward has slipped on our list due to some inconsistent decision making just overall low energy and, and just an overall feel of of uh not so much urgency in his game right now. It's still early, he's a very talented player um as our initial ranking implied uh, but he's slid a bit right now for us on this list. A uh, new player toward top 32 is Victor Nushev. He's a skilled Russian forward who plays with excellent compete. His non-stop energy combines with very good skill. Uh he's listed at 6 foot 2. My eye test doesn't quite see six foot two, but doesn't really matter right now. uh He plays hard, he's very smart and he's very talented. We'll probably see his confirmed height at some point down the road. Just some overall thoughts so far, and please remember it's very early. I'll say it again it's early. Um, this is almost like a preseason list. There's plenty of runway ahead before we compile our final ranking uh as we approach june of 2022 i haven't even had a chance to see a few ohl teams play in person yet i know several ontario-based nhl scouts with multiple teams they still need to see as well and to give you an idea of what it's like for one nhl team they've had a couple western-based scouts in the ohl since the season started one is just going back home today uh, he was at my first game in Barrie on October 7th, and my r- most recent game yesterday in Mississauga. And I've actually seen him at several games in between those two as well. He'll probably be happy to get on his flight today after spending, well, what's that, around 18 days with Marriott. Um, really quickly, too, on on just starting the season on scouts getting going early in the season... Area scouts and, you know, even a team's director of scouting, um, I guess depending on on where they are based, um, will usually try and watch the players in the area closest to where they live to begin the season. Now, of course, they will head off to a big event like the USHL Fall Classic uh, or those type things. But in general, the idea is to see all the teams in your local league as quickly as possible before switching out of leagues. Now, look, there's always exceptions uh, based on some schedule Scheduling and and I've done that myself. Um, I guess an example would be something like, uh, let's say, an East Coast Quebec major junior team packed with draft eligibles is coming through the Montreal area in early October or something like that. Myself and some other Ontario-based scouts um, would probably leave the OHL um, for the weekend and make a quick trip to Montreal or Drummondville or Schwinnigan or wherever uh, the team's coming through and get a viewing or, or viewings of, of that team, with fairly easy travel involved. In a perfect world though, I try to stay in Ontario early on, uh, and when I'm ready to head to the Quebec Major Junior League, I can now access the quick watch list that our scout in the Quebec Major Junior League has created, because that scout has been staying at home, and he's had a few weeks to get some viewings under his belt. And this kind of goes across the board as well. While I'm staying home in Ontario, Johan is traveling from Stockholm, seeing the Swedes. Uh, we got Jerome in Montreal doing his thing. Dusty in Wisconsin begins his viewings in that area, and he'll make a trek into Minnesota um, in the early going. And the list goes on and on. So this year, for me as an example, I made a quick trip to the Quebec Major Junior League, but it was Gatineau. Which, for those of you you not around these parts, uh, Gatineau is literally beside Ottawa. And they were also playing that weekend. So it made sense to me to make the trek in to see uh, Luno in this case and some other Gatineau uh, draft eligibles as well. They've got a few this year. Uh, otherwise, I've been trying to see all the OHL teams in person as quickly as I can while keeping in mind that you know travel considerations um, will, will influence uh, how quickly you might see some teams. You're not going to chase a team... Um, on the other side of the province down if, you, if by waiting a few weeks they might be you know, right in your neighborhood. In essence, what myself and NHL team scouts try to do early on is shorten our list of players that we need to scout. So this eventually builds a list of players that we would consider drafting and then we narrow the focus to that group. Eventually this group shrinks as well. And of course that gets combined with other area lists to create the master team list. Um, once we get our list into January range, we will really try to focus in on those players for the final few months. So this is why you might hear me, uh, once in a while, get specific about seeing a certain team scout or just saying there's an Edmonton scout here tonight, or mention several teams scouts at a game. Um, if it's October, because we're all seeing everybody in October, Uh, But as we enter the final stretch, you'll rarely hear me mention um, that a specific team scout is at a game, really unless there's 40 other scouts there, so everybody knows the scouts at that game. Uh, The OHL players were the most challenging to rank on this early list. Um, We have two OHL draft classes that have just played their first OHL games a little over two weeks ago. so. In essence, we're grading all four berths uh, who didn't play last season and are still just getting their feet wet trying to feel out the OHL. Now that being said, you know, just yesterday, uh, an NHL team scout said to me that it's the weakest crop he's seen in the OHL, but he also said he's trying to keep an open mind uh, about the situation, because it is a very unique situation, and these players will get better. Uh, we ranked Shane Wright, as mentioned at number one overall. But we didn't rank another OHL player in our top 32. Uh, Goyette from Sudbury was 27th on our early list uh, way back in June. And he just barely slipped out of our top 32 on this first list of the season. Uh, We do have multiple OHLers ranked in that top 64 though. And members can see that full list of course. Uh, I will note that the 05 draft class from the OHL uh, in the early going here looks very good. So we'll have that to look forward to. So anyway, we've included our top 32 for free and members uh, get to view, as I mentioned, get to view our top 64 list. Uh, Thanks to all members for supporting us. Um, As I've uh, started my tracks here, current gas prices are constantly reminding me of how many kilometers I'm logging. So always the memberships are much appreciated as we uh, continue our travels uh, across This province and other provinces, and obviously, have our scouts located in different areas across the globe here uh, to begin the process of scouting the 2022 NHL draft class. And of course, more locally, we've got our guys in Ontario and Quebec and on the east coast of Canada scouting the OHL draft and the Quebec Major Junior draft as well. Um, For Platinum members, stay tuned. We're going to have some audio uh, coming soon for you guys. And that's about it for today. Take care, everybody.